yesterday, we invited the community to come and have breakfast with us. And they came. And from what I remembered, we served almost 80 people. Am I correct? Uh, on yesterday, that is a praise to God. Almost 80 people we served yesterday. And we had so many new faces, new, people who came for the first time. And I had the opportunity to sit with them for a little bit and to get to know something about their story. Well, in our gospel reading for today from John, Jesus invited seven of his disciples that were gathered on the Sea of Galilee to come and have breakfast. So what was Jesus up to? Was it only about coming and having breakfast? You know, we served, you know, uh, the big stuff yesterday. We served pancakes and eggs and sausage and fruit on yesterday. And they were all good. But Jesus invited his disciples to come and have breakfast. uh, And the breakfast was simple. It was bread and fish. And Jesus had a purpose in mind, of course. And when we read John's gospel and we kind of hear how it unfolds, we realize that Jesus' purpose was about restoring the, the, the divine purpose that God had placed within his disciples. Jesus invited them to breakfast because Jesus knew that when we have a meal together, it's an opportunity for us to fellowship together. It's an opportunity for us to get to know, you know, each other. It's an opportunity for us to support each other, to find out what's going on in your life, and maybe to say, how can I help you? How can I help you to continue on the journey of life with faith and with hope and with love? So we hear John telling us something about the encounter that Jesus had when he invited the disciples to come and have breakfast. We know that, you know, something had happened because this was the third time the resurrected Jesus presented himself before the disciples. Something happened to the disciples that they felt that they needed to go back to what was familiar to them. These disciples, most of them were fishermen. That was their livelihood. And when Jesus called them, he called them to leave what they were doing and to follow him. And they did that for three years. They walked with Jesus. They heard his teachings. They saw, you know, the miraculous works that he did in the power of God. And they served Jesus. But then we know the story. We know that, you know, when Jesus' crucifixion occurred, when he died on the cross, that the disciples Something happened where they lost their focus on what was it that they were supposed to be doing. They lost focus on Jesus' mission. They lost focus on what it is God created them to do and called them to do upon the earth. And we can understand that because we all have expectations 
of certain things in life, and especially when we are looking to God, we have expectations of, from God. But when things don't work out the way we expect them to, it is natural because we are human that we will be disappointed. We might have some emotional letdown. We might have some, you know, mental challenges. It's like, is this thing really worth it? Is it really worth it following this Jesus by faith? And I'm here to tell you that following Jesus doesn't mean that everything is going to go nice and rosy in your life. Following Jesus is the greatest call that we could have in our life. But we need to also know his word. We also need to know what he has said to us. Because he said in this world we will have tribulation. But he also said be of good cheer because he, Jesus, overcame this world. So Jesus knew all of those things about his disciples just like he knows everything about us. Jesus knew that Simon Peter, way back, you know, earlier in, in the gospel teachings, had said to Jesus, Jesus, I will follow you all the way to the end, even unto death. I will die for you, Jesus. And Jesus told him, oh, he says the time is coming that you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. And of course, Simon Peter didn't think that that was going to come to pass. But we know when we read the gospel stories that yes, indeed, Simon Peter denied identifying with Jesus as the Messiah three times before the rooster crowed. Jesus knew all of this because Jesus is God. Can you imagine Simon Peter and his emotional state and his mental state and his spiritual state when he realized that he had denied his Savior precisely the way Jesus said it would occur. I don't know about you, but I know how I feel when I desire to do things that are of the Lord and I fall short of fulfilling those things. There is that feeling inside that makes you feel yucky and uncomfortable, you know? But then, because I know the promises in Jesus' word, I can hear God saying through the Spirit to me, all right, child, so you failed at that, and you failed at this, and you failed over here, and you failed over there. But you know what? I still love you. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I can hear the Spirit of the Lord saying in me, Remember, I know who you are. I know you are flesh and blood. I know you are not perfect. That's why I went to the cross. Ah, but there's something else Jesus is saying to us now, as he said to Simon Peter. He said, 
Simon Peter, do you love me? And I believe when he asked Peter that question, Jesus knew how Simon was feeling inside. He knew the struggle with him, within himself. And he knew that he had to restore Peter's faith and his connection with Jesus so that Peter would go forward and continue to be all that God created him to be and all that Jesus designed for him to be. So this morning, as I'm thinking about breakfast and I'm thinking about this table that we are coming to, I think that there is something in the gospel that we need to remember. We need to remember that when we are with Jesus, even when we falter, if we are listening to the voice of Jesus, to the spirit who lives within us, because that's what we say, that Christ lives within us, then we would hear Jesus say, follow my instructions and watch and see how I can bring forth great miracles in your life. So we hear that when the disciples were on the beach, they went fishing all night, and they didn't catch any fish. And these were seasoned fishermen. And, and here comes daybreak, and, and, and they are probably feeling, man, not, even, not only one, not even one fish did we catch. But then they hear this voice in the semi-darkness, a voice that they are not sure, but the voice asks this rhetorical question. Children, you didn't catch any fish, did you? You know, of course, you know, when rhetorical questions, of course we know the answer. No, they didn't catch any fish. But the voice said, okay, take your nets and cast it over on the right side of the boat. And they followed. They were obedient. And what happened? You all know the story. You know, they caught such a huge amount of fish. They actually tell us 153. I don't know how they came up with 153. But obviously it's meant to tell us that it was a huge catch, right? And I was reading this text last week. I said, you know, God, when we are on the right side with you, there is no failing what we can do. When we are on the right side of Jesus, we will hear his voice, we will respond by faith, and we will reap the harvest that God has for us. And that's what the disciples did. But I believe the climax in this text really is Jesus restoring Simon Peter. I, I love what Jesus did. After they had this meal and they had a good time and they realized, you know what, this resurrected body of Jesus, he can eat regular food. You know, he's not like a ghost, you know. But then Jesus pulled Peter aside and he gave Peter the opportunity to be redeemed in his faith and in his hope. He asked him, Peter, Simon, Peter, son of John, do you love me? And he asked him that three times. 
one time for every time that Peter denied him. And I also love the fact that Jesus didn't criticize him. He didn't humiliate him. He didn't ridicule him. He just asked him to examine his heart closely. Self-examine your heart and to see how much do you really love Jesus. Do you love him? Like Peter said, I'm willing to die for you, Jesus. Do you love him when everything is going well, but when things are not going well, you kind of say, I'm not too sure about this Jesus. I'm not too sure if he can do what he said he can do. But Jesus, giving Peter the opportunity to express his heart, he heard Peter's heart. He says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep, feed my lamb. Oh my goodness, Jesus is saying the same thing to us as we are about to embark on this VCI process. As we are about to trust God, trust Jesus, not knowing what is ahead, not knowing how God is going to use us, not knowing what God is about to reveal. We need to hear Jesus saying the same questions or asking the same question to us. I hear him saying, Virginia, son of Lucy, do you love me? And I believe he's asking that question of Chris. Chris, son of Greg, son of Amy, do you love me? He's asking the question of the little children, Evan, Wesley, William, do you love me? He's asking you, Matthew, you know your father and mother. He's asking you, Amy, he's asking every one of us in here. Son or daughter, you fill in the blank. Do you love me? And if your answer is the same as Simon Peter, then Jesus is saying to us this morning, I am inviting you to come and have breakfast at my table. It is not a table of bread and fish, as you well know. It is a table of bread and juice from the vine, the one who is the bread of life, the one who gave his life so that we may have life and have it more abundantly, not when we get to the eternal realm, but right here on this earth. He is calling us to come to his table today so that he can fill us spiritually. He can strengthen us. He can encourage us. He can send us back out into the world this week with his words, 
follow me where I lead. And when we follow, when we are obedient, when we listen to his word, we will see Christ do miraculous work in us. Maybe not catching 153 fish, but he will do the kind of work that will draw people unto himself and that people's life will be restored and people will have the opportunity to know what it means to have faith in Jesus Christ. And people can say, even though they can't see today how the situation is going to change, when you trust in Jesus with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, and acknowledge him in all your ways, then God will reveal God's self in greater ways in your life situations. And then the joy that sometimes can be elusive will no longer be at a distance. That joy will spring forth from within you even if situations do not change in the moment. So he invites us to come and have breakfast with him. He is waiting for us. He will set the table, and he will be the one to do the renewing and restoring work in us. And that's the good news for today. It's the good news for us as we go into this VCI process that will be launched on Thursday. It is the good news for all that is yet to be for St. Matthews. It is the good news because that is the legacy that we have inherited in this time from the saints who have gone on before us and some who are still alive to remember what Jesus did way back then. Don't go back to the past thinking that God cannot do what you think God cannot do. Because I'm here to tell you God can fill these pews. God can bring souls to himself. God can allow his Holy Spirit to rise up with you and give you new thoughts that you had never thought before. God can rise up within you by the power of his Holy Spirit and put you in places that you never thought you would have gone. God can rise up in you and allow you to know that God still is in the business of calling God's people until Jesus returns to this earth. And you, he knows you by name. And he calls you by name. So how are you going to respond this morning. That is up to you and to Jesus. Let us pray. God, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your wisdom. And God, we, your children, we are looking to you like we have never looked before. And we are, oh God, hearing what you are saying and we are choosing to respond to you. So thank you for inviting us to come to your table this morning so that we may go into the world 
and serve you, follow you wherever you lead so that you may be glorified and the people of God say together, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah.